Welcome back to Harmony Beats Balance. I am Dana Mahina here with you today to talk about what's on your mind and in your heart. And I'm just coming off of an intense couple of weeks here on the island of Hawaii. And what we learned here, we had what they're calling themselves nine perfect strangers. If you're listening, you know who you are, no names. They learned these beautiful private clients of mine to work together. They worked together within Aloha spirit. They wrapped their own Aloha ribbon around themselves. They experienced culture and spirit and mana, which means spirit and the way indigenous wisdom works on these incredible islands of Hawaii. And what I'm most grateful for is that they took a risk. They took a risk in experiencing new culture, new food, new um, relationship building with other perfect strangers, many of whom would not normally sort of throw themselves into the pond, not the Menehune area, but just the pond where people would sort of allow themselves to bathe in a new way of being a new way of operating, a new way of experiencing life, Hawaiian style. And, you know, so often people will say to me, this happened at dinner last night, believe it or not. And these were tourists in this case, not locals, but tourists and certainly not Hawaiian people. And I have so much respect and love and appreciation for, and still so much mystique around Hawaiian people and the way they live, I, I'm going to do my part and do the best I can do. I'm, I'm never going to be a Hawaiian person. I've been so accepted, however, into the community. And for those of you that have visited the islands, any of them, we've talked about this on the show so often, there is something that happens. There's sort of this, if you allow it, an awakening, a transformation, uh, an aha moment of ha where you just breathe out and you allow spirit to take over. However you define spirit or spirituality, spirituality is not religion. It is not even necessarily about faith. Spirituality, I was talking to my right-hand incredible friend of the eight years we've worked together, Sonia. You've heard her on the show helping with Dear Dana Mahina. She has a bunch of different roles she plays in my company helping me to help all of you. And she said, you know, no two people define spirituality the same way. And I thought that would be a great post to do on social media. Don't forget to find us at Dana.Mahina everywhere you find social media. Anyway, Instagram, Twitter, if you're more of a business person, I'm very easily found on LinkedIn, Dana Mahina. No two people define spirituality the same way, like a fingerprint. So I'd love to hear how you, dear listeners, whether you're listening on the radio show or the podcast, how do you define spirituality? If you're also religious, that's great. If you're not, that's okay too. It's okay. Just be yourself. The Hawaiian islands, in particular Kauai for me and many people, including the people that just left this incredible island who experienced it in both a business context, a friendship context, a community building context, their own self, their own well-being context. 
and an extension of family in Ohana context, they really allowed themselves for a few days to just fully immerse and be themselves. And I don't know that they'll ever be the same. I know I won't be. And I'm just so grateful, 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 grateful for allowing me the honor to be your guide. And we would love to hear on this show how you define spirituality. We have so much to learn. I mean, really, there's so much to learn. No one knows everything about anything. I've used that quote on at least one show in the past, over the past three years of doing these podcasts and radio shows, radio a little less lengthy in time in terms of how long I've been at it. Podcast is, you know, it's significant at this point, the time, energy, and love that you put into hosting your own show. For those of you that have been guests and those of you that have your own podcast, just know I I feel you. It's a lot of work, energy, time, effort, resources, love, money. It's everything. It's everything. You have to put so much of yourself into it if you're going to host these shows and do good work in the world to help others get where they want to be. And part of people experiencing aloha and coming to an island for the first time, or maybe in a different way, the second time or third time, I'll get back to the story on dinner last night. It's not always what it appears to be. So we're having dinner, my Hanai mom and I, and this sweet couple celebrating their 50th anniversary on the island. We just got to talking story. If you're an avid listener, you already know what that means. So I'm not going to go into it in detail. If you're a new listener, just know it's really about opening your heart and having a conversation with another human being in a way that's really nice. It makes you feel warm. It's not invasive. It's not uh, crossing any lines. It's also not so light as to talk about the weather. It's really about connecting with people. And so after we talked about the food, which was outstanding, shout out La Spezia on Kauai, uh, old Koloa town. And for those of you that visit or come frequently to visit just know if you need restaurant tips, we have them. Direct message us. We'll send you a list of all of our favorites, at least on this island. And we can get other people to share the other islands, top hits for places to eat. So they said to us, you're so brave about taking the leap and making the move and changing your entire life. They said, you're so brave. And I wanted to denounce it. I wanted to say, oh gosh, Uh Oh, no, 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 no. That is not bravery. That is actually a privilege. We're so privileged. And we are. We are. We're so blessed to be here. We're so fortunate. We're grateful every single day for where we are and how we got here and what we've learned and how we've grown. And even though the people that were here with me for just a short period of time had a little bit of a, a glimpse into what that's like. I don't know that bravery really came up. And the reason I wanted to talk about what happened last night on today's show is because from the outside in, it does appear brave. I understand where they're coming from. It does appear brave to change your entire life, your lifestyle, disrupt your usual way of operating at work, at home, with your family, in your community, and with your friends and the way you even talk to your own self. 
And in my case, as some of you might recall, if you've read my book or you've listened to any of the shows or you've re-listened to any of the older shows or all on my website, I have talked about the journey, the journey. And it's not the destination, it's the journey. And the move to an island or to any remote part of the world or any reset that any human being hits for themselves affects way more than themselves. It affects their family, their friends. In some cases, if they're active, it affects their community. And most importantly, it affects the way we actually view ourselves. It affects the way the life plan unfolds. And if any of you understand origami, you all know my husband is Japanese on his father's side. I love origami. I've always loved origami. My sister and I used to actually try to make origami as children growing up in Wisconsin. Why we knew about origami, I don't know. We did. And she was blind, if you recall that story, and made way nicer origami than I ever could, perhaps because she allowed herself to feel. And I was watching it, trying to fold it and do the creases probably too aggressively. Origami, it's folding. It's folding and folding and folding until you make this beautiful thing transpire, whether it's, you know, a, a, a bird of peace or uh, a boat or whatever it is you're making. If you don't like how it looks, it's okay to unfold it and refold it. Now, some people throw the paper away. You know who you are because you don't like the look of the crease and you don't want to take time to really work out the wrinkles. I don't know. I mean, I know some people that do crafts and art and they're real talented artists and they might find a way to iron that to save that beautiful piece of paper because it's not just paper. Look where it came from. Look at its origin, its history, its own journey. So it unfolds and it unfolds and it unfolds and it unfolds. And when you do life-changing events, kind of work or a life-changing situation happens to you, it unfolds and forcing it to unfold quickly or to just say, F it, good enough, let's go and just dump the rest and run. It's never a good plan. In fact, it's not a plan at all. So I want to talk a little more today in the Dear Dana Mahina way about what it takes, however you want to look at it, to be brave enough or risk-taking enough or idealistic enough or crazy enough to make a giant sweeping, leaping life plan change, whether it's buying a company, selling a company, you know, changing your career completely. We all change careers three to five times in a lifetime these days. And we really, we really do change and transform as humanity. We aren't the way we used to be and we cannot be, we cannot. Whether it's, you know, you want to downsize significantly. Have you ever watched that tiny house show on TV? It's my new addiction. It's a pretty healthy 
addiction, if there is such a thing. It's really cool to see people downsize and really become unencumbered from all the things, the material things that weigh them down, like shackles and to become free. And the homes are beautiful. I am blown away. Honey, if you're listening in 10 years from now, we're, we're downsizing. Tiny home, remote part of this island. That's where we'll be. All right. So when you make these giant sweeping, leaping, faith-based, spiritual choices to change the way you live your life, I suppose it does take bravery. I suppose it does look very risky from the outside in because so many people have said to me, I could never do what you did. I could never do what you do. And I don't know what that means because I don't feel like I could ever do or be anyone else. Yet I also want to appreciate the sentiment and and what these lovely people at dinner were saying last night. I didn't tell them I have a show. So they're now the topic. They're the hot topic. I, I feel as if, hmm. We as humanity have got to take some risks. Now, some of us are going to take little, 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 teeny, tiny, one tiny baby step risks, one foot in front of the other. And then there's those people, you know who they are. We had one at our retreat, one of my private clients. They just fly. They don't look. They just leap. They just fly. They soar. They activate. They just say, okay, whatever it is, I'll do it. And of course, what's dangerous with those people is if you dare them, they'll do just about anything. So be mindful. Uh, That came up with one of them today. That's why I'm probably conscious of it. So it is about some risk-taking and bravery. It's also about having a plan. So for those of you that run companies, if it's a strategic plan, that works across all of life. I have been coaching this and guiding this and preaching this to leaders for almost 30 years. I guess it is 30 years now. I old. And it does take a plan, not just a vision, not just a risk-taking leap that you jump off of something. You actually do need a plan. It doesn't have to be 30 pages. It might be one. Have a plan and make sure your plan considers the five facets that create harmony because harmony beats balance every time. And the facets are, oh, how I wish this was a live program. I'd quiz you when you phone in someday. I am looking for a sponsor. I would love to hear how you create your plan across the five facets of your career, your work, your family, however you define it. And your friends, your friendships, again, however you define those, your closest circle, the widest, however you decide that friends are important to you. You spend a lot of time, a little time, all your time, your community. Oh, we have to drop the guilt. Please drop the guilt. It isn't real. It's manipulative and manufactured. It does nothing for anyone, especially yourself and your children and your friends and your community. We have to stop feeling guilty about not doing enough in community. If you are community-minded, like spirituality, however you define it, that is good enough. It's wonderful. 
Do something. Don't do nothing. Do something. And then let that be enough. And then the fifth facet, I, I always wonder why I didn't put that first when I wrote the book or when I started doing research around these. Well-being is the fifth facet. I didn't list it first. It's not because they're in order of importance. There is an element of fifth dimension and the fifth element itself that really warrants how multidimensional, how complex well-being is. It's mind, it's soul, it's body, it's head, it's heart, it's gut. It's everything from unbelievable amounts of intellect, data and information and knowledge and wisdom, all the way through your intuition, your soul. And the emotions and the emotionality and the feelings and the depth of the well of your heart is as deep as you will allow, making well-being so complex because it includes your physical body, your mental health, your spirituality, your faith, all of those things and the emotions. Again, they just run as deep as you will allow. And I've learned so much about that on the islands of Hawaii because there is so much depth. There is so much indigenous wisdom. And that's way beyond the head. So before I have to close today's program, I would like to just teach you a lesson that the Hawaiian culture practices and holds dear despite despite the rapidly changing, dynamic, and sometimes harsh world we all live in. There is that spirit of aloha and the essence of preservation that we're taught that spans generations, it spans cultures, it spans geography, and envelops the world within aloha ribbon around it. And just as a reminder, it's about teaching the lessons of and practicing, not preaching, practicing the essence of peace, kindness, compassion, and responsibility for generations and generations and generations to come while honoring all of those that have been here before us. And if you have come to any island, not just to Hawaii, certainly other islands as well, other local, sweet, smaller, less complex, busy places around the world, or you come from one of those places around the world, you might relate to this message that all of this preservation happens inside of things like lore, storytelling, folklore, music, writing, scripture, petroglyphs, art, dance of all kinds cultural practices, and family lineage for generations and generations to come 
and for generations and generations and generations and generations and generations that have already been here, wherever here may be. So I wish you so much aloha. I wish you the ability to breathe. Our dear, dear, dear friend, our beloved Kawilani Kahalakai taught us on several episodes around the aloha breathing. Breathe in, alo, and out, ha. Breathe in, alo, out, ha. Breathe in, alo, ha. Breathe out. And I also wish you nothing but bravery where it counts without judgment of anyone else's bravery or lack thereof. And in particular, the lesson I learned last night, my, my Hanai mom and I learned last night, is that when someone says to you, it must be very brave, recognize and honor the place they're coming from and allow the reflection to come to you. Accept the message and know for yourself the way I now know for myself that when you make a big life-changing decision, it affects more than you. And at the end of life's journey, whenever that may be, in the end, it comes back to you until you pass it on to whomever is next. And so there's an ebb and flow to giving and receiving that includes receiving, receiving compliments, receiving, you know, accolades, receiving rewards, <laughs> receiving awards. It's not only about giving, it's about receiving. And those of us that really practice giving the most have such a hard time receiving. And so I want to honor and receive what this beautiful 50-year anniversary couple shared with us last night, which is a reflection that we did make a bold move. We have a lot to learn. We have a long way to go. And gratitude, every day having gratitude for where we live and how we live and the customs and the culture and the people that we're experiencing both from the islands and not from the islands people that visit and come and go, people that have lived here and left and come back, people that are born of this incredible gift of this particular island that we are fortunate enough to live on. We are so grateful for ourselves, for all of you. And as always, I am so, so, so grateful for my listeners. It's such a gift to talk to you. I would love to hear more from you. I ask every single show. I will ask one more time before I close out and say, please send me messages of what you want to discover about yourself and others. Please ask for the kinds of guests you want us to feature. We have such a diverse guest list and we will continue to do that. If you have someone that you feel is a really good guest for radio podcast, let us know. If you yourself are that guest and you want to come on, we'll talk about it. We're open, we're here, and we aren't going anywhere. This is a gift, and we're so grateful. In closing, I always say a hui ho until next time. And from the bottom of my heart, the expression of my soul, 
with the ribbon of aloha wrapped around it. May you all take the risks that serve you and your family and your community and your friendships and your ultimately your own self the best. And let's hear about them. What worked? What didn't? What do you need help with? Why is being brave such a tall order? There are more questions and answers, and we'll talk about it. Ahui ho. Ete pu are, ete pu are.